Welcome back to Beat the Good with Kate, the show that inspires each of us to see how we have the power to make a difference all around us. Each episode highlights an individual doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I get so excited about sharing each and every episode of Be The Good With You, and I hope you enjoy these people and stories. If you're new here, welcome, and if you are returning, thank you so much for your support. I'm so glad you found Be The Good With Kate and would love to hear from you. If you're finding value in these episodes, I invite you to share with someone who could also use this dose of good news, or tag me on social with your favorite quote from the episode. Every share, subscriber, review, and comment helps me to share these guests' wonderful work to more people. Thank you for your help in this. Now, onto this week's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Today's guest on Be the Good with Kate is Rihanna Milne. She was selected as one of the top coaches to follow in 2022 by Wealth Insider Magazine and is also featured in Forbes and Business Success Magazines. She's a certified global life, love, trauma recovery and mindset coach, advanced clinical trauma and addictions professional, and a number one best-selling author and the host of her podcast called Lessons in Life and Love, an educational speaker and a licensed mental health counselor for over 23 years living in Palm Beach County, Florida. And believe it or not, that just skims the surface. So Rihanna, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Please tell everyone listening a bit more about who you are and what you do in your own words. Sure. Well, a lot of people say, why did I pick trauma for my topic? Mm. You know, So that goes back to the beginning. When I was a young girl, I did go through you know, some emotional trauma that a lot of people do. As a matter of fact, in 2021, it's proven that 100% of us have childhood trauma. So I was bullied in middle school as a tall, skinny, gawky kind of girl and, you know, wore big, thick glasses. So I was teased for that and never performed to the the, the status of my brothers who are all American swimming water polo. Um, you know, so, and I was bullied by my bigger sister and I found my dad, you know, I was asking where he was all the time because he was traveling a lot for his work, but we didn't know as a family he was CIA, FBI. So there's just things that you equate as these are normal things as you're growing up, and they're really not. Each one I mentioned falls under one of the traumas as there's top 10 traumas that I identified in 2012. But what led me to get into this work is um, at 16, my very dear best friend who lived down the street from me was killed by a drunk driver. His name is Michael. And I asked my mom if I could go to a counselor to help process the grief. It was the first death I experienced. She said, no one in this family will ever go to a counselor. And in my defiance, I said, then I will grow up and become one. So that was set in my mind. This is what I was going to do, help kids who are going through pain. And then at 23, my college roommate at Penn State was murdered by her boyfriend. So that was the second loss of a very dear friend. And because I couldn't go to a counselor, I took it on myself. Well, how can I heal? So I started reading books from the masters and I started getting into spirituality. So even things like uh, Sylvia Brown and Crossing Over uh, by uh, John Edwards and then the, the, the books from the Dalai Lama, Deepak Chopra, Marion Williamson, the Dalai Lama, um, Wayne Dyer, Tony Robbins. These are just some of my mentors that taught me on mindset, success faith. And I became like a serious thinker. Nobody really knew that because I was a fun, outgoing girl as well. But I also, you know, became very spiritual and serious about how much time do I have? 
to make a difference in the world. And I'll take on Corinne's spirit and Michael's spirit and live with triple purpose. So that's how I got into mindset and spirituality. And then I married my college sweetheart, which is kind of what we did in that generation. Pretty crazy to marry at age 21. But that was a norm back then for us baby boomers. And I had two amazing daughters at age 24 and 25. But unfortunately, uh, that man stole $200,000 from my mother. And uh, it was the right thing for me to take on that debt when he and his father refused to pay that loan back. And uh, that had set me up for a life of a lot of hard work. I mostly was working five jobs at one time, but one of the jobs I started from the inability to get a loan, because we also went through a bankruptcy at 26 years old, I was bankrupt for three quarters of a million dollars and had to pay my mom 200 grand as a single mom. And so I could not get a loan, but I opened up a modeling talent school and agency because I was modeling since the age of 12. And um, just with my first month's rent and an idea and the mindset that I can do this. And within six months, people said, oh, this is crazy. It'll never go. You know, this is eerie. This is a uh, blue collar town. But I opened it up commercial real people. And by six months, I won the International Award for Educational Excellence within a year. It won Model and Talent School of the Year internationally. So I went from four in my first class to 24 in a waiting list within a year. And by 27, I could buy my own home for my daughters and I. I came up with the ability of opening a modeling camp at a college campus. And I bought a second property for my office and remodeled that whole thing. So this mindset of what can I do and not being stuck in victim mode not only helped me personally and my daughters, but also everyone that wanted to be a model, singer, actor, dancer. And I even had a large size model and said, look in the mirror, Jen, you know, you're fat. You'll never model. Well, this girl went on to model for Ford special sizes and made a fortune. So, you know, we don't listen to the peripheral of you can't messages. Mindset is everything. And it's also everything when it comes to healing and getting through difficult transformations. Um, but I had to grow my girls and support us. So later years, uh, I went back for triple masters in psychology. So year 2000, I opened uh, Therapy by the Sea, my therapy office, and started taking coaching from RCI to be a certified licensed coach 2009, 2010, because I love the educational model. And coaching is so much better for transformation and change than standard therapy. And in 2017, I went global because in 2012, after a second love trauma, that's when I said, what is going on? Why am I attracting these kinds of men in my life? This is not what I want. And I didn't know how to change it. And I went to seven therapist friends of mine. They didn't know what my, my second husband had that made him be so personally destructive that ruined us and our marriage and even a big dent in my business. And um, I just took my pain and made it my purpose and my passion. It's one of my quotes. And I said, when I uncovered the research on how to heal what he had, he said, I don't know why I sabotage everything I love. And I said, I don't know either. But it's up to me. I got to figure it out because I need to heal from this. And it was his incredible childhood trauma. Then I looked back at all the jobs I had over the years as a therapist. I'm like, I was working with all these people of trauma. And they all had these top 10 traumas. So I put it into a list. And in 2012, that's when I started on talking about the huge impact of childhood trauma that's unhealed on the adult in life, love, and business. 
and what are the correlations? And if this happens for you and which ones, what tends to come and show up later in life? So that is my work. And I work with people around the world, singles, couples, men, women, straight, LGBTQ, because childhood trauma has no prejudice. It happens for all of us. So that's the blessing that I got out of my journey. Wow. Wow. Uh, just unbelievable. Just one layer after the other there. <laughs> a lot of layers. And, yeah. And yet you always had that, what can I do still that you mentioned not having the victim mentality. Was that something that has just always been a part of your life, even when you were a child or was there something that no, kind of- I was like very shy uh, as a little girl. Um, again, I was bullied. I was the fourth yeah. out of five kids. I was very close to my brothers. It was sister, mm -hmm. sister, brother, me, brother. So I was a bit of a tomboy okay. and I loved hanging out with male energy. Um, but girls were quite mean. Mm -hmm. And uh, in eighth grade, they had a scholarship for a modeling school. And I said, I'm going to try for this. I'm tall and skinny. Maybe they'll take me because I'm that, you know, but I was always a good writer. I could write from my heart. I loved writing. It was therapeutic for me. Mm -hmm. And I always kept journals and, um, so I applied and like 60 girls applied, 20 were interviewed and I happened to win. And I'm like, oh my God, I won. Like I was so shocked. And uh, that's how that occurred for me. And then everything changed. That's what helped me with my self-esteem and my confidence. And then by 15, 16, 17, I'm working with celebrities. Like some people, it was like, well, what was one of your top gigs working for the radio station in Philly, which was WFIL radio. And I said, I danced the entire encore with Freddie Mercury, a queen at the night of the opera concert. We're supposed to do two songs. I said, well, if you choose me out of the four, I can really dance. So he goes, really? So I pull out five circles, go down his chest, throw my hair back. The crowd goes wild. And he goes, four songs. <laughs> so, little did I know some four boys from my high school were there. And it was all over the high school. And the girls hated me more. And you know, that's just the way the story goes. But. Uh, yeah, I really was having a great time and making excellent money as a teenage uh, promotional model. And I had a really great boss. Um, his name was Gene Basil. And he was a real mentor in marketing and PR and, you know, taught me about really how to launch a business with just ingenuity and creativity. And I never all through all these years ever got a business loan to start my business. It was always on an idea. And a lesson that my father taught me, which was, hun, if you have the five Ds, you can do anything in life. And this is in one of my books, Live Beyond Your Dreams, about mindset. But now it's up to eight Ds. I had to add a few more to dad's list. But um, those Can you share what they are? Yes. I can remember them off the heart. Yeah. The first <laughs> is desire. What is it you desire to do? And two, decide to do it. Those are really important. Very important you start there. Determination dedication, uh, devotion, which is the spiritual aspect, how the faith you can do it and don't give up on yourself when everyone else doesn't believe you, you have to believe yourself more. Dare to dream and he always says and dare and dream big, babe. So um, after that, um, let's, see, let's see, discipline. And did I have a discipline? Is dare and dream two separate ones and that was Dare eight. to dream and dream big yeah. is one. And dream. There you go, okay, yeah. okay. So wow. those are the Ds and I teach all my clients those lessons. So part of what my clients and I do is what is the life you desire? Let's mm -hmm. create it. So I often have women coming out of toxic or abusive relationships or men too. 
that are like, I just lost myself. I have no passion. I don't know what I want to do in my life. I have no joy, you know, this joy, this energy about life. So that's what we really break it down. What is it that you desire? What did you feel that you had a natural skill for? Mm. And I and I use the example like and because I was journaling because I couldn't go to a counselor and kind of journaling my feelings on paper. I wrote for the newspaper and I submitted poems to Poetry Magazine and like 200 of them got picked up. So I won this uh, who's who of American high school English uh, seniors. Only one award is given. And I was so excited. I go home. I said, look, mom, I won the English award. She goes, well, why would you win that? (laughs) So that's the kind of trauma that which is trauma number two, not hearing compliments or being like cheered on or great job, babe. I'm proud of you. Not hearing those kinds of words, you know, so um, very interesting, but that's what I analyze. What do people grow up with? What are their top 10 traumas? How are they showing up now in life? And then what did you desire as a child? What were you good at? What was something that was came natural to you? Mm. So now I've written 10 books, a lot of eBooks for my clients and free gifts that I like to give out just because I am helping to educate everyone, you know, and help change the way the world loves to teach what is emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious love. Because none of us learned that growing up. We learned by the fairy tales, right? The romance novels. Because it's like, wow, he's hot. I want to be with him. That's called falling in love by chemistry, which is one of the worst things we can do. And your website is filled with resources. So I definitely encourage listeners to go there. And there's so much to learn. And, you know, a question popped up as you were telling some of these stories. Is there a a most challenging aspect of working with clients or a certain trauma within those clients that has been the most challenging to you over time? Um, People usually, when they hear me speaking, they recognize, wow, I have five or six of those traumas she just mentioned. And by the way, the top 10 traumas are in the free ebook on my website, riannamilne.com. So it's just on the homepage, you can get a free ebook. But you know, when you look through it and you can identify that I was at the point of beginning my research of like, I don't know what I don't know. And I can't change what I don't know or understand. So that's my main quote. You can't change what you don't know or understand. And once I started doing the research, I'm like, oh my God, this is totally tied together. I have to teach people this. So I started with my own therapy clients and hand them all these worksheets. It's like, Rihanna, you're going to put this in a notebook one day. I'm like, I know this will be a great course. So eventually... I wrote the book on um, uh, mindset, live beyond your dreams on love, love beyond your dreams. And then the workbook is for my clients and all my clients can identify they have ongoing heavy anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it could be about work. It could be about dating. They want love, but maybe they had a toxic relationship. So they're afraid they're going to find the same type of person. They don't know what they're doing wrong. So they can't identify it. Or, you know, they keep trying and they're like, right, 10 self-help books. And it's like, right, I got it now. And they go out and it's like, I got the same kind of guy all over again, just a different face. (laughs) So what is it? And what it is, is the unconscious, unhealed childhood norms and patterns Mm -hmm. from what we grew up with that is causing this chemistry, which is really homeostasis of the brain. Homeostasis means the brain likes what it knows, whether it's good or bad, but it will be like, Oh, we, we like this. We know this. So that's why, you know, you're, you're torn, uh, you're drawn mostly to uh, toxic behavioral patterns that had come up in your past. 
We have to break those norms and the patterns that don't serve you and then mm -hmm. teach you the new things to learn based on research about what is emotionally healthy. And it's usually building the foundation and friendship first with someone, you know, really building that trust level and really taking the time to see, is this person the right person for me? Are we heading in the same direction in life together? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Beyond the just present, the future as well. Yeah. The, I really love how you pointed out the brain aspect of it. And that's something that comes up. I mean, it came up in the last interview I did for Be the Good with Kate of another guest. It comes up in my, I'm in the fitness world as well. It comes up with getting those exercise and health habits. But just to reiterate what you said, the brain likes what it already is comfortable with. Yeah. Whether that's good or bad, it's, it's, it's so habitual and it is so that comfortable aspect of it. And the only way we grow is by stretching out of that for sure. So I'm so glad you pointed that out as well. Yeah. And, and the mindset is what helps with the growth. There's a ton of mindset tools um, yeah. as a certified clinical trauma professional advanced. There's all these tools I use. And then each person needs a certain set of tools. Some get exactly the same, but some have endure different things. Sure. So it's my job to recognize that. And even the patterns they don't see, mm -hmm. you know, and I could be working with them three to four on the fourth session, say, okay, I'm going to bring something up I'm seeing. And I want you to consciously work on let's breaking that habit. Yes. You know, so it's, it's a very fine art and science. Um, there's a lot of materials to teach and all my trauma work. It says it takes six months to kind of retrain, break the bad habits and retrain the brain to the new good habits, break out of that negativity. The research says eight out of 10 people have eight out of 10 negative thoughts. So it could be about self or others or the world and stuck in that anxiety. So this shows up in life, love, business, you know, even in business, you might go so far and it's like, wait, I need that coach. Wait, that's $10,000. Well, what if it doesn't work? I don't know. And it's like, then that's the lack messages from growing up. Oh, you shouldn't spend that money. You know, or I'm not sending you to college. I'll just be wasting my money. So if you heard that and now it's like, I'll just be wasting my money. It might not work for me, you know, because that's an old message. So the first step is learning to say yes to yourself more often. Yes, I need this help. Yes, I'm willing to do this. And when you do, more and more opportunities come to you and it becomes really incredible. I'm loving, there's just so many quotable moments. I'm loving the, the yes and the yes and the yes aspect. Um, can you also reiterate, because I always love just to really emphasize the quotes that people live by. You said about, you don't know what you didn't know. How did yeah, you phrase you that? You can't change what you don't know or understand. And that's where I was. Like, I don't know how to attract someone emotionally healthy. How do I do that? Mm. You know, what am I doing wrong? Because you, mm. if you don't understand that, you're going to keep yeah. doing the same things and what's yeah. that the, the uh, definition of insanity wow wow <laughs> there's a quote by <clears throat> there's a quote by tony robbins that i really love yeah and he was one of, one of my mentors he goes but if you're not growing you're dying mm -hmm. you're staying stuck in that norm and this is where depression comes in yeah. there's nothing new there's nothing exciting going in your life you're not taking on that new challenge you know Yes. And talk about another great quotable person, Tony Robbins, my goodness, for sure. Did, did you find any one aspect of everything that you've been learning over the years? Because again, like your resume is 
is huge and you've had so much training and so much experience. Has there been one aspect of it all that stood out among the others that has really helped you personally? I would say the seven Ds. Yeah. Seven, eight Ds. I keep adding to them. Um, because, <laughs> you know, when, when I'm writing a book, for example, Love Beyond Your Dreams is 400 pages. And I took it from idea that popped up in my meditation to the book delivered in the sample format, the full book, the author's copy in Florida. And it's like, I'm moving to Florida in six months. This has got to be done in six months. So I did goal setting, which has been part of my life. That's big. I always do daily, month, weekly, monthly, six month and one year goals. Well, that book I put into six months, this has got to be done. I'm moving. So lo and behold, this research was so exciting to me. I kept typing and ended up 400 pages. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to stop. And then it went into my notebooks. Okay. <clears throat> but um, that ended up being 400 pages. So the D's is like, okay, I'm driven to do this. I'm deciding to do this. I am dedicating and people there, where are you, Rihanna? We don't see you out on the weekends. I'm like, nope, I'm writing a book. Yeah. You know, dedication, focus every weekend, Friday morning to Sunday night, writing to exhaustion. That's the drive. Keep going when it's hard, when you're tired, you work till exhaustion because that is keeping me motivated because it was something I always wanted to achieve in my life as well. I always want to be a best-selling author. I wanted to see my books on Amazon because I was a reader as a kid. Yeah. I used to, to go to Barnes and Noble bookstore and it's like, I want to see my books there. So I took the two samples. I put it on the bookshelf. I took a picture on the self-help. I had someone take a picture of me pointing to my books. Yes. And lo and behold, within a few months, I ended up being picked up by Barnes and Noble source. So, you know, I'm very spiritual. The secret is a big part. You know, the, the, the life of affirmations, what you think about will come about what you meditate on, you know, creating the life you desire. That's what I do for my clients. What is the life you desire? Let's start building that. Let's do it. So they know by following my examples that they can do it. Great. Great. And going with your clients, is there any good news story you'd like to share regarding your clients or someone that has come to you over the years who's read your books and it's really had such a positive impact on them? Uh, there's so many client stories. I think I have a package of over 100 testimonials I send people when they're inquiring to work with me. It's like, please read my client's story. They say it better than me. But just recently, because I'm going to put this young man on my, my podcast, someone named Dan, and they all allow me to share their stories. Uh, he came to me out of college. He came from a wealthy family that owned a big business, and he was supposed to be there as a manager after college, where they put him in a lower level position. And I was kind of picking on him because he was the owner's kid, and he hated it. And I said, "Well, what do you really want to do?" And he goes, "I want to illustrate children's books." I said, "Dan, can you draw?" He goes, "Yeah, I can draw pretty well." I said, "Bring me in your drawings." So his drawings were absolutely amazing. Hanna-Barbera cartoons, like Scooby-Doo, Jetsons, like, and identical. I'm like, oh my God, you are really good. Let's do this. So by the time he was done coaching with me, which is a six-month program um, that he decided to do, we had him in 13 children's books. Now from there, he decided to also go into real estate. And then from selling homes, he went into commercial real estate and he's quite successful. And he was referred to me um, when he was, he was put on medication and seeing a psychiatrist. And he goes, you know what? I don't think you need the medication. I think you need Coach Rihanna Milne. This psychiatrist sent him to me. So he says he felt so good, you know, because he felt really there was actions he could take. You know, coaching is a taking action. It's educational. It's like, let's get you to the where you want to be. It's not keep processing your past. Your past is behind you. 
That's what therapy does. That's what people say. I never change from this because you didn't get the skills that you need from coaching. So from there, you know, he, he was picking women like a lot of men do the pretty girl that broke his heart, that cheated on him. And so he learned what emotionally healthy love is. And I'm having him on my podcast now because he has an incredible woman that he's just married and he's so excited. And he says, Rihanna, every day I wake up doing the routine you taught me, the mindset tools you taught me, it has led me to huge success in business. To the woman of my dreams, I would be glad to do your podcast. So these kinds of stories happen all the time. And this is why I love what I do. You know, oh. I said, if I can change one life, I'd be happy. But it's been hundreds and thousands over 40 years, because even my models, you know, yeah. I told you the story of my plus size model, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I have a cute story, too, of the auto mechanic from Erie. His name was Michael. And uh, he said, I want to be a model. I'm like, OK, come to modeling school. Because I had a model and talent school and agency, and he's there. Oh, I'm really shy. Da, da, da. And I said, I really think instead of a model, you need to be an actor. Because mm. it was big, muscular, blonde hair, big white smile, blue eyes. Oh, I said, yeah. like a Baywatch guy. Because oh my God, it's my dream to be on Baywatch. I said, let's get you on Baywatch. No, that couldn't happen. I'm an auto mechanic from here. I said, not you were yesterday. Let's work on what you want to become. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, he went and competed in LA. I'm like, goes up with a talent agent that gets him on Baywatch. So, I mean, it's just awesome. it's so cool. So I was like, I was called like from some of my people, the dream maker. So I was doing it at 26, 27 years old. Then as my older age, I just add the psychological healing component now. So I do heal the childhood and love trauma from toxic relationships. And then let's create the life that you want. So you got to heal this first. And then the belief system is where it needs to be, the mindset. At 26, I didn't know about childhood trauma. It wasn't even in my triple master's program in psychology. We didn't learn it at all. So as I was talking about it, 2012, 13, 14, people were like, yeah, you're crazy. You're making this up. I said, no, I'm not. But I'm only the first one to speak on it. It'll come out sooner than later. Now everyone's like, oh, childhood trauma. It's like an an everyday word now. But it sure wasn't five, six years ago. And those stories are just amazing but what's even better is just your face while you're telling these stories you can just see the passion and the love you have for these clients and what you do it's so real it's it's really awesome and it works at every age and you know when I tell parents I worked with a lot of kids so I worked in every grade levels at school kindergarten through college as what's called a SAC counselor student assistance counselor mm-hmm. working with the emotionally upset or traumatic kids Um, And then I was in a mental health ward in a hospital for ages five through 19 in South Jersey and in a drug and alcohol facility for adolescents and one for the women from the prison system. So all this type of trauma I used to see. And I say to parents, if you see signs of your child struggling, kids aren't meant to be angry or mean to you. They don't want to be, but they really don't have the psychological component to heal themselves. They don't even really know why they're so angry or upset. They really don't. Um, So I saw like the suicidal kids, the cutting, self-mutilating, eating disorders, you know, dealt with some heavy duty stuff, runaways, foster kids. Um, And the the bottom line is if you can give them mindset skills early, they can be really successful. So I grew my kids up with mindset skills, even though I left their father when they were young. And they were both very, they're still very successful young ladies. They picked incredible husbands for marriage. They have, I have six adorable grandkids. 
Um, but if you teach your kids these skills very early on, they can be very successful. And we all go through things, we're all human, but if you have the skills to handle them, that's the most important thing. When you start saying yes to yourself, these things spiritually align to your goals, your vision, and your dreams. Uh, so I'm sure this has happened to you already, just in the amount of people you interact with, but when, when someone or if someone comes to you and they say, you know, I see what you're doing. You're making such a difference in the world. I want to make a difference, but I don't know where to start. I'm overwhelmed. What advice would you give them? I always say, go back to what lit you up as a child or as a teen and working with high school kids as a counselor, you know, they're all so scared going off to college. I don't know what I want to do. I said, what do you want to do right now? Because at 16, I, I was modeling and, and into the radio. So I went to Penn State for broadcast communication, yeah. but you know, I always loved psychology and I knew I'd be a counselor one day, but I'm like, let me work on this because I have these contacts right now working for the radio station and working for, you know, they wanted me after graduation, head of promotions. I was dumb. I went off and got married at 21. That was a bad mistake. I should have taken that job because I loved it. I love my work. But anyway, again, that was the norms of society, marriage or college sweetheart. So anyway, what lights you up? What can you do right now? Does you or your family have contacts? Are you working a part-time job? And I would say get work, whatever you can, because you got to start building a resume. You have to start getting letters of recommendation. So as an adult, let's say you took that path of marriage and children. It's like, now I want to do something of purpose. So what aligns with you? You know, because of the loss of my dear friend, Corinne, one of my internships was working in a domestic violence shelter. And I said, I'm going to help women who are in abusive relationships. I'm going to help them heal and grow beyond this. And at the time, you know, I was at, um, where was that? That was my master's. So I wasn't doing really psychology yet. I was getting the degree for that. But I knew that was going to be part of my path. So take your passion or any past pain that you might have had and turn it around because if you're working with it, you will love what you do every day. Mm -hmm. Like people always say, I see your passion, Rihanna, and what you do. Yeah. Not only because spiritually it's, and I became a drug and alcohol counselor in Michael's mm -hmm. memory, not because, oh, you have addiction in that family. No, I'm doing it to give back in Michael's memory because he was hit by a drunk driver, right? Someone has to help heal the world in that area. So what aligns with you, your passion, something you went through, uh, how can you give back in the loss of someone that was special to you? When I deal with people with loss and grieving, maybe of a child or a friend, it's like, what can you do in their memory? Yeah. So it's creating a charity or a, a run or a community event, mm -hmm. you know, something, um, the hardest loss is the loss of a classmate, right? So it's like, see if we can do like a memory pond and a garden, you know, on the school property with a stone in their names where other people can go and reflect, you know, there's always something you can do, right? Yeah. So let's heal that. And then let's take that message forward. So I always say, start with passion first. Great, great advice. And just your whole story has been so inspiring. And the, uh, just to go back to the beginning at 26, it probably felt like what did you describe <laughs> well, between, I, or just scared or I uh, don't it's know. really what? funny because I mean uh we started this chocolate factory yeah I'm Willy Wonka it was one of my favorite stories as a kid <laughs> and uh it was called 24 karat candies in Philadelphia 
And uh, this is when I was married. We moved from Erie down to Philly, where I'm okay. from. And my boss said, no matter what, just don't go in this one neighborhood because the neighborhood doesn't support it. They don't want stores there. It was the old uh, New Market area, it was called. Oh, yeah. Well, my husband, without my permission, went and signed a lease for New Market. And I said, Gene said, we shouldn't be there. I, I trust his opinion. You don't know what you're doing in business. That was his response. So we're stuck with the lease. And I'm there. All right, what can I do? Which is mindset. Okay, let's be something different. So I said, let's do some corporate sales. So I went to Philadelphia Flyers and I created a chocolate, chocolate hockey puck with her, you know, rice crispy or peanut butter, clear, orange bottom, calligraphy card, season greeters furthest from the Flyers. And that was a $26,000 sale. You know, then I did turn down service for the Golden Nugget Casino, chocolate mint. So, you know, thinking outside of the box of just a general chocolate store, right? So we were booming. I had us on television. I was telling the story of chocolate. I opened a chocolate museum. We had bus tours coming in. I had the guy, funny guy from the news come and throw chocolate all over himself. My kids are in the commercial, you know? So I had newspapers, magazines, a whole nine yards. And then he goes and signs without my knowledge on 17 mall locations. I said, chocolate is seasonal, man. It's October through Mother's Day. You can't pay mall rents. Again, you don't know what you're doing. Well, within six months, we were bankrupt. And, um, and I didn't want to do that because I said, I can't rip people off. This is not me. And um, I had won <clears throat> this, this award for the youngest entrepreneur of the year of Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce. And it was awarded to me by this really nice, sweet, older attorney. And I said to him afterwards, I said, Melvin, what kind of attorney are you? And he goes, oh, a divorce attorney. I said, can I come and talk to you? So I told him what I've been through in the past two and a half years, yet still grew this business from nothing. And he goes, that is unbelievable. He goes, you got to divorce this guy. Oh, I can't do that. You got to go back. I can't do that. You know. Is get all the chocolate molds out, deliver them to your customers, do whatever you can. And then you just got to do that. And that like broke my heart because it was like another baby I was growing. But I still have the satisfaction of doing within two years, growing that business to, you know, incredible places. But it was out of my control where it was going because he decided on his own he was going to do this or that. Yeah. And that's where, unfortunately, a lot of us get into trouble in toxic relationships because we have trust. And then somebody does something behind your back and then we're left picking up the pieces. Wow. So, yeah, wow. but at that point, it's like, no, what can I do? Okay, now I, I got to get out of this, support my kids, find a job where I need to pick up my kids at three o'clock. So that means I can't do a nine to five job. The, the attorney said, you got to pick them up after school, Montessori school. I'm like, okay, well, what nine to five job? And I, I don't know, you'll figure it out. So I did. I said, all right, I'll open up a model and talent school and agency with my first month's rent. I'll grow it. I'll do it. I modeled, I, you know, and then I called an agent out of New York and said, can I pay you to mentor me? I don't know how to be an agent. I only have model. And uh, so she told me how to run the business. And then this gentleman from the Department of Education he was wonderful. James Hobbs. He actually wrote me a letter. He goes, I heard you're running a model and talent school without a license. We have to close you down. I'm like, I didn't know I needed a license. I'm 26 years old. I'm a single mom. who's trying to support my kids by teaching modeling. Do I really need a license? He goes, well, yeah, you're actually running a school. I'm like, okay, I'll become a school. What do I have to do? 
He goes, well, there's a lot of paperwork. I said, send it to me. I'll do it. So I said, how much time do I have? Six months. Well, guess what? Six months ago with my mindset, I can do this every night working on it. I needed to write the, the manual, 250 page manual. That was my first book. And uh, he's all right. You got to present your school to the board of education. I said, okay. So I had to go down to Harrisburg. I thought maybe I'd have like four or five people in front of me. It's a big U of people, like 20 people. And he goes, where's your staff? I said, I'm it. I mean, where's your attorney, your accountant? I'm like, I'm it. I'm sorry. I, I don't hire anybody. It's just me. You wrote all this like notebooks, your presentation. Yep. I can answer every question you need to ask me. And I got passed. So I believed I would. And I just, I said, please keep me open until I get passed. I will pass. I'll do whatever you need me to do. I will need your help if I don't understand something. You know, I know enough to get help and, and pay help if I need it. Absolutely. I paid 12 coaches to get global because I really believe in the coaching model. It works. Yeah. Yeah. All along, looking back at my story, there are always challenges. But when you have the mindset of what can I do, let's find solution A, solution B, and no time to play a victim. There was no time for any of that. Thing. That's what just is so, I mean, I just keep going back to is that in this whole story, there's never the like, oh my gosh, my life, what did I do? What did I get into? It was like, no, what can I do? You keep going back to that mindset. And that is so huge. I it's just critical. absolutely. And you know, it's sad because these, these skills should be taught at school level. But as a trauma counselor, I did teach even my little elementary kids this mindset work. You know, and then you see their grades go up and their friendships go up and the bullying go down. You know, so these are such important what we call life skills. And this is kind of spelled out in my book, Live Beyond Your Dreams. That's about mindset. And there's even a a couple in there for a chapter in there for teens and one for parents, one for couples, one for singles. And then the whole general philosophy, because, again, when you teach your kids this, it's incredible. Wow. And please tell everyone, Rihanna, where they can find you and follow you online, learn more about your books and the resources. Sure, sure. The best place is my website. Again, it's my name, RihannaMilne.com. When you're on there, there's the free ebook on the homepage. There's the four free love tests. Help yourself to those. One of them is a childhood trauma checklist. So you can check out where you are. And there's a really special promotion to meet with me in private on Skype. We do like five simple assessments. I look at them, I can really analyze where the root of the issues are and what's showing up for you now and start talking about solutions for your healing journey and get you rolling. <laughs> and then my podcast is Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Again, it's more educational. It's on every podcast forum and my YouTube channel. I think I have 250 videos and audios there that would be helpful to you guys. Oh, excellent. And that's in the show notes too about how to get in touch with Rihanna. Thank you so much. You are just so busy too. Thanks for your time and your passion. It is so appreciated. Thank you so much for having me. I hope we can inspire some people today, like really get started now to create that life you desire and have the love you deserve because you're worth it. In taking classes over the years or observing workout videos, one major piece that is often missing 
stressing safety and form. Additionally, group fitness classes are often marketed as being open to all levels, yet how often do instructors not give modifications nor progressions so that each participant truly can get what he or she needs out of the class? So that's why I created the 101 series, which take things back to basics with three separate courses, Bar 101, Pilates 101, and Hit 101, focusing on safety and efficiency so you can maximize your workouts, be confident when you step into a group fitness class or workout on your own, be strong in your execution of the most common exercises, and be proud of yourself for taking these huge steps forward on your health journey. Check it out at bebykate.com. The link is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to Be The Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.